Thank you for listening to the Following Films podcast. Today I'm joined by Leah Thompson. I had her on the show today to talk about her film, Ten Tricks. The film follows a glamorous madam, Grace, who spent years surrounded by men. When she decides she wants to start a family, she realizes the list of potential prospects is shockingly thin. Thankfully, a chance encounter with a neighbor proves there might just be magic in the air after all. The film is available exclusively on Fandor, and if you're not familiar with Fandor, it's pretty much the best place you can go for American independent film, as well as the boldest in cult film, global voices, and nonfiction storytelling. The ever-growing library of content on Fandor rewards the adventurous, and you can find the app on iOS, Android, Prime Video, YouTube TV, Comcast, and Fandor.com. I personally have my subscription through Prime Video. All you have to do is log into Prime Video, go to subscriptions, hit Fandor, and add it. I think it's like $3.99 a month, something like that, and 10 uh, tricks alone is definitely worth the $3.99, and there's literally hundreds of other films that you can check out on there as well. Uh, Sign up for a free trial today and check out the film. Hope you enjoy the show. I want to thank Bookman's for sponsoring it, and also want to thank Fort Worth for letting me use the song at the end. Thanks. Hi. Good morning. How are you today? I'm super good. How about you? Doing really well. Thank you so much for taking time out of your morning on the weekend to do this. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. No problem. Um, all good. All good. Been super, 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 super busy. Oi. What, what's keeping you busy these days? Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um Oh, well, I just, I have a, I'm doing a series in Winnipeg called the Spencer Sisters. I'm the star of that, myself and uh, a wonderful actress named uh, Stacy Farber. So it's a kind of a two-hander um, comedy mystery show hour. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so fun. And I play this kind of insane not insane but this rich kind of fabulous funny lady who writes books so my lines are hard to memorize because all the it's all kind of complicated and over complicated sentences <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny and it's fun to do comedy and um but it's the schedule is like really really intense all day every day and uh we're on like episode eight no seven Seven and eight. How um, many will there be? Ten. Okay. So you're you're getting you can see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point. Well, kind of, but I before I did this, I'm in Winnipeg. I did a um I did a movie for Lifetime, which is coming out this weekend, I think. So did that, you direct it or are you acting in no, this? No, I was acting in that for some reason acting in Winnipeg is my sweet spot. I haven't been acting a lot. And then I have two star girls that I directed that are coming out. One of them came out last Wednesday and the next one comes out next Wednesday. And then I flew to New York to do the Tonight Show and Kelly and then after this I got to go fly and direct a new ABC show Will Trent, and then I got to fly straight to do the Goldbergs directing. <laughs> like I just, I can't keep it all straight in my head. I mean, I'm lucky 
I shouldn't be working at all, but I'm, I'm no, well, that's, that's not true in the least, but clearly that there's a reason people keep uh, picking up the phone and asking you to do things. So no, that's well, not the case at all. It's uh it's 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 nice to still be in the business after 40 years. So that's exciting and all of that. How are you? Doing good. I'm doing really, really good. It's um it's kind of that last two and a half years, um, starting yeah. to feel a little bit better about yeah. the world slightly. Um yeah. as somebody who's prone to uh dark thoughts sometimes, as far as um I can be um not seeing the brightest outcome possibly. I think that I can be a little bit cynical sometimes. Um, I feel hope again, which is good. I love that. That's good. And I know that's kind of why I'm like so happy to be doing this show because sometimes you can kind of dismiss things as being light. And then then when, you know, with COVID and everything, I, I got very I really understood how important our, my business that art is yes. and how great it is for people to be able to turn off brains and kind of live a nice little life and all oh, look how cute. He, okay. So I'm sorry. He just walked in real quick because he is um, over the pandemic. He discovered the back to the future films and he loves part three because it has a train and time travel in it. Oh, and so the so fact fun. that I'm talking to you, he was very excited. He never does that. It was just because you were here today. Oh. So if you wanted to say hello. Hello, dear. How are you? <laughs> yeah, all right. That's it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My camera's off. I'm nope. just laying in my you're bed. Fine. You're, you're totally fine. You're totally fine. I'm wearing it. too much makeup. <laughs> all the time i'm not putting on makeup on saturday to talk to anybody um but you know i i probably should and i I only do this so that uh for visual cues it's the only reason i go on camera for this no 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 no, it's it's good i'm i'm just being rude because (laughs) you're not not. you're not in the least i get it and um um yes so well that's glad i'm glad i know it's still it's this is a hard time i mean i've lived a long time and uh i i think this is a extremely scary weird time agreed and that was when i was watching 10 tricks there's a moment that happens about halfway through the film where you're talking about this idea of um bringing a child into this world and it's a scary time to do it and anytime is a scary time to do it and especially if you're somebody that's like I am, you know, you can, you know, global warming and all these things that are going on, anti-democracy things that seem to be very prevalent right now. But there's this sense I have of hopefulness still. There's a, I don't allow cynicism to take over. And that when I started having children, it's that that's when I actually felt true hope in the world that they gave me kind of a rebirth of hopefulness towards the world. And I felt like this is such a cool film because it's very lighthearted. It's very broad, but it's also dealing with some pretty heavy issues at the same time. And I think it strikes a really beautiful balance there. Yeah, I know. I'm always, you know, I, I'm always, I've always been really interested in supporting other artists with my work. And this is definitely one of those <laughs> where I was like, you know, obviously I don't, I'm not even sure I got paid <laughs> to be honest. Um, <laughs> But I, uh, I, I feel like a lot of times I'll read something and I'll be, I'll, I'll really want to support fellow. I just said that, but um, I thought there were a lot of interesting ideas and I was really interested in how it would come together. And 
I uh, loved the actors. I thought the actors were just so amazing. All the actors were so good. And it was really fun to play with them and and to kind of, you know, help kind of Rick's vision come to light. And I, I I agree with you. I'm I'm I I always think that it's the ultimate act of faith <laughs> to consciously have children. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, it's another thing to get pregnant and you know just have a kid. That's one thing, but the faith of actively trying to to get pregnant and have a child is, you know, the ultimate act of faith in the world, and it's like literally the bravest thing. And I, I agree completely because it's your whole job. Is, and I, both of our children were planned. It was something that we decided consciously to have children. And it's just it all the worries that can fill you with that, that are you emotionally, physically, are you financially capable? All these things, is the world going to be receptive? And just all those things, those fears that you can have. And your whole goal is just protect and provide for these children. And it's just such an... It, it, you could easily talk yourself out of it. And I can see why people talk themselves out of it, but it's just like you're saying that leap of faith. It's best thing I've ever done. Yeah, I know. I love my kids so much and they're big, you know, they're like ready to, you know, have kids there themselves. And so I'm starting to think about it all over again. You know, that, that leap of faith that they will have to take and all the worry I'll go through that I went through with them. Um, but it is, it does take, it does take so much. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, it, to, to be profound, like, I always feel like, you know, it's kind of impossible. I think we all think that we can control everything. And the minute you let go and you say, I can't, like, I can do the best that I can, but there is something greater out there that has a plan for each each person and it's not my job and I can't control it, you know? So when your kids get old enough and you have to let go and you have to be like, they have their own journey and there's nothing that I can do to, to really change that except for be the best person I can be. And I don't know. It it sometimes. I mean, it really feels like a relief to me to <laughs> let it go and let them be. Even when they're young, they they come out with their own. You know, they come oh, out yeah. with their own soul and their own personalities, and you can just try to try to shape it and support it. But they are who they are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you nailed that. It's the idea of supporting it. It's finding. What are the things that drive them, that excite them? And what can you do to help support that and help them be somebody that's, you know, a net positive to the world? And and that's really all we can. That's kind of the best case scenario that we can hope for, I think. (laughs) Yes, I know. A net positive. And yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the themes of the movie were really interesting to me. And not, not what you would expect in a in a a film like this when you read just the the tagline for it and you read the description of it, you wouldn't expect it to have this much depth, honestly, something that's a, but then where it goes to, it's just so, it was an, just this little gem that I think you've made here where it was surprising. I loved it. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we made it a few years ago. (laughs) That's what I was wondering if this was something that was pre pandemic or. 
Yes, we made okay. that. Oh, we made it a while ago, and I think it's been through a few different kind of cuts and things. And um, but I like what they. I like how it eventually ended up. I think he made the best movie possible from it. Um, and I've, you know, I just adore doing different style and different budgets and, um, and like I said, I really do adore, uh, supporting different artists. You know, it's like, it's kind of like I, if if I don't find the script objectionable and I like the director, <laughs> I uh, I mean I have two movies right now on Hulu called um, that just came out called Dinner in America and one called Unplugging, and okay. they're both lovely small movies. I, I have a great great effect, super affection for uh, um, Dinner in America. It's like a punk rock love story. It was in the competition at Sundance. Right. Oh, wow. Now. It, it took a while to come out because it was like right before, right when the pandemic started. It was like, I was literally in, I was at Sundance, uh, staying in the same place as uh, Mayor Garcetti. And he was like, oh no, I just got the first call that there's the first case of COVID. Oh, wow. LA. And, and it was like, everyone was looking around going, what's going to happen? And uh, so anyway, this movie Dinner in America is really wonderful, too. So I feel happy that I've had such a bizarre career of just such diversity that no one can really peg me. I mean, no. they try. they're just like, you're going to fly. But if you dig just a little bit deeper, there's a million different weird little things that I've done, even with my directing. Well, I mean, I, you could look at, you have like seven different careers that you could look at and you could have people that you could see the Venn diagram of where's the crossover. You're the only constant. And it's like, who's following which part of it. I tend to be more attracted to the indie films that you talk about uh, that yeah. stuff, you know, like trouble with the truth and things like that, that I just adore these small little films that you do and that are really showcase acting. You do these films that are almost like plays. Sometimes it's just really performance-based stuff. But then again, I, you know, I Caroline in the city, things like that. These were really big things for me when I was a kid. And so it's just like, it's been this whole time. It's been fun to see as my taste has grown, you've kind of been there expanding and doing these different things along the way that it's been, Aww. you've always been two steps ahead of me. And I've been playing catch up with your career as a fan. <laughs> well, I, uh, I feel, I love, I love our industry. And as I said, Today's episode of the Following Films Podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. So the last time I went into Bookman's, I went straight over to the Blu-ray section, specifically to the 4K Blu-ray section. And within just a few seconds, I came across one of my favorite films of all time, uh, Real Genius. Now, Real Genius is one of those movies that I purchased on Blu-ray, DVD, Laserdisc, and VHS. It's probably the comedy that I've owned more than any other comedy. I think the only other films that I've owned on more formats or more copies of are probably Alien and Terminator 2. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely up there. It's one of my favorite films. I saw it for the first time when I was in third grade, and it's one of those movies I go back to once every couple years, maybe once a year, and I always find something new in it. It's one of those films that's grown with me, or it's stayed the same, but I've grown with the film, and I just pick up on new things every time. 
I, I sit down to watch it, and I think that has a lot to do with Martha Coolidge. She's the director of the film, and she managed to make this really smart film um, in a time when most comedies were very broad, especially college comedies. Um, they were, for lack of a better word, they were pretty stupid, a lot of these films. And some of these films I do really love, but Real Genius is just, it's not that. It's not, it, it has broad humor in it, but it also has something to say. And it has something to say about the college experience, about what it means to grow up and coming of age. And it's just an incredible little film, it has a ton of heart in it. And if you haven't seen it, it's one of my favorite Val Kilmer performances as well. So definitely recommend checking out Real Genius if you haven't seen it before. And I'd also recommend going to Bookman's if you've never been there before. There's six locations in Arizona. Uh, three of them are here in Tucson. And at the Northwest location uh, in Tucson, I will be hosting a true crime trivia night on October 21st. So I hope you can make it down for that and hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks. You know, I've, I mean, I, I got, I've been, gosh, you know, it's like 50 years <laughs> of performing, you know? And so I, I'm incredibly grateful, and I should remind myself every day, incredibly grateful to still be part of this thing that didn't really occur to me how important it was until the the plague. You know, I just didn't get it. You know, I didn't get how much. I mean, I remember some quote that I'll misquote about Winston Churchill during World War II. I think he he was like, well, they said something about art and he said, well, then what are we fighting for if it's not for art? You know, because with, if you scoop out art from this world, all art, there's nothing. There's literally yeah. no, reason. no reason. What's the point? There is no reason. It's just a, a disaster. And, and human beings have been creating art since the very beginning for that reason, you well, know, have you read the Mike Nichols book that just came out last year? No, I should. I'm sure. It's but... pretty incredible. Um, just the, it, and I think that it kind of speaks to this in a broader sense. His way that he would direct, apparently, um, was that he would tell a story. But he wouldn't say, you know, I need you to say it like this, and I need to have you move from here to here. He would tell you something that got at the emotional resonance of what he wanted the scene to have. And so he would just tell these long stories that would go on for five, ten minutes, in between takes. And then at the end of it, you'd be like, Oh, okay. I completely get it. And it's, I think that's something that's really unique about the human experience that we really don't like being told what to do. But if you tell us in like this one step removed through a story and we mm. get the idea, the underlying, the meaning, the moral, whatever that is, that that's something that we can carry on that will resonate with us much deeper than saying, no, you need to do this, this, that will work for you. But if you just tell an example, it seems like that's how throughout human history, the oral history of humanity, it's been there since the beginning that we always have learned through storytelling. And I think this is yeah. an extension of it. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that, that's what the Bible is. It's a collection exactly. of weird stories that are supposed to get you to the conclusion to be nice. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a roundabout way of getting there but at the end the, that's a good yeah. message I, I can i can stand behind that yeah um yeah and and uh i feel incredibly grateful to have 
um, you know, sometimes when I'm beating myself up, I, I think I never do it. I'm just like, you should write a list of the stuff you've done, you know, because it's so easy for us to forget all the things that we've worked at and created and, and been a part of and, you know, but I never do it, but I should, but anyway, I'm glad you like the movie. I, I, it's a, it's an odd little duck for sure. Well, it's, it's a, it's a fun one and it's on Fandor right now. So anybody that has Amazon prime, you can add it to that. It's a little subscription. I think it costs like three 99 a month or something. And there's a bunch of great stuff on there. And at the very least do it for a month and watch this movie. It's, it's easily worth that. So I I'm highly recommending people check this out. It's a fun little movie. Oh, that's great. I really appreciate you uh, talking about it. And, uh, and, 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 and I, I don't think I've, done any other interviews so (laughs) that's when when i when you do these little oddball things that's when i'm going to pop up out of the woodwork and shoot you an email to see if uh if this is something we could talk about because those are the ones that really excite me so and i'm glad to see everything else that you do because it's like it's almost like you're it's such a cool little thing that you do where it's whether it's directing for the goldbergs or stargirl or these things or um you know the movies that you're directing it's it's so cool to see and so much fun to watch your career yeah, it's a bizarre one. It's a bizarre one. But you know what? You should check out check out Dinner in America. I actually I wrote that down. It's uh, the two things you have on Hulu, Dinner in America. You you had me at the uh, the punk rock description of it. I was like, okay, I'm on board. I'll check that out. Don't need to know anything else. Uh, I will absolutely see that. I have a very small part in it, but it's hilarious. I mean, it's really hilarious. And um, it's just a that movie should have gotten so much more recognition. The, the two stars are just un, unfucking believable. It, it breaks my heart. It, year after year, some of the stuff that just doesn't. I, I used to be this firm believer that the quality would rise to the top always, and it just doesn't seem to be the case. And so you, that's why I do this. I just want to try to lend a voice to things that maybe go unnoticed because I think that somebody needs to do it. And there's enough of us out there screaming about it. Maybe people put eyes on it. Yeah, I know. But, you know, it is hopeful. At least there's a place where you can. I mean, it used to be these movies would just disappear. But now they, they seem to sometimes find that, you know, some somebody can see them instead of just completely disappearing. So that's that's good. I, I don't understand why there's not a channel of like just indie movies, you know, that just play because there's so many great movies that. I don't know, never gets, never see the light of day. So thank God for all these weird streaming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's like any one of them has a hundred things that I haven't seen on there. There's no way that you can keep up with all the content these days. So it's just, yeah, any one of them, you'll find a bunch of things. You just have to scroll through a couple pages to find it. And yeah, I'm so glad they're there for films like this and for short films and all those things that you just didn't see except for at festivals a few years ago. It's really it's kind of a, it's a great time to be a movie fan for sure. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, I can't even keep up with the stuff I'm in or shot. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbing your schedule. I'm not surprised by that at all. I could spend all day just trying to catch up with the stuff that, uh, you know, with the dailies and the shows I've shot and trying to, and the, the, like I did, um, I directed two resident aliens and I, 
haven't finished the whole season yet, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm my friends, right? So I should be watching the whole show, at least my friends' shows that I've directed. But uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot on, and there's enough, you know, for the taste of everybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of what you're talking about, that idea of just an indie channel that just is heavily curated, that just plays good things and just trust it. That would be, and that's where, that's how I ended up on Fandor is because of that. And it's a great place. There's a ton of really good films on there, things that people probably haven't seen before. So if you haven't heard of Fandor, anybody listening to this, I definitely recommend checking it out because you'll not only be able to see 10 tricks, but there's a ton of good stuff on there. So. Oh yeah, I I'm I'm gonna get that right now. So it's just it's Amazon Prime, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just go on Prime and you look under subscriptions, and you can just add that one on there, and then oh. you're the, you're, your your movie is the top one on there. It's the oh. first thing you'll see. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, love that. Thank you, Fandor. <laughs> I'm gonna be there. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really do appreciate it for taking time out of your weekend away from away from your life. So I, I do appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. It's so nice to see you again. You as well. All right. I hope to talk to you again soon. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
always crack.